This is season six of the Team Roping Journals podcast, The Score. With over two million downloads, this is where Team Ropers talk. This week's episode is brought to you by Gold Buckle Horse Sales. Gold Buckle Horse Sale has come up with a process to take the guesswork out of finding the right horse and allowing both buyer and seller to find the perfect match with confidence. Each horse consigned through Gold Buckle Sales is professionally photographed, videoed, and demoed by a professional Gold Buckle Pro. You'll learn more about this program during this week's commercial break, but to look into consigning your own horse or viewing the current horses listed on their site, visit goldbucklehorsesale.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Score. This is Chelsea. I am back from the Cinch Governor's Cup in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And today's episode is with those champions. Of course, we talked to Coleman Proctor and Logan Medlin on the arena floor after they got to shake hands with Governor Christy Noam, uh, in Coleman's case, take a selfie, and receive their cactus saddles that were uh, absolutely beautiful, their governor's actual physical cups that were nice and heavy. Coleman will tell you that he's going to have a blizzard and some french fries, I think, out of his governor's cup trophy. And uh, it was a little chaotic, a little hectic, lots of People running around, but we had an awesome conversation with these guys. Uh, Coleman and I catch up on something that he kind of owes me some crap for, and we talk about Heisman as part of that, so you will get to enjoy that interview. And, of course, Logan and I talked about what this all means to him and the spectacular year that he has had on his seven-year-old gelding, Cantina TRR Freckles Holly Dock, the horse that was a futurity horse last year that he... Uh, that he rode most of this year. It's a seven-year-old, the youngest horse in the field for sure. Uh, So it was a lot of fun to watch the Governor's Cup. If you did not see the whole thing, if you missed it, we have all of the round of four runs on TikTok, on Facebook. As long as you follow the Team Rubbing Journal, you can find those. We've got them in 4K slow-mo. Super fun uh, with Taylor, who you love on the short score. Her edits are phenomenal, absolutely tops. So if you want to watch some really sweet videos, Check those out on our TikTok, on our Instagram, on our Facebook. You can find it in case you missed the round of four. So without further ado, I think I actually start this conversation with Logan Medlin because Coleman was busy uh, for a few minutes before the interview. So here's Logan Medlin. Well, Coleman's selfieing over there. Logan, that was the saltiest round of four I don't know, ever. I know. That was, that was, uh, I knew with the teams that made it back and the steers that they had sorted off for for that round specifically, I knew it was going to get fast. And when T Wade's the first team out and goes 3 7, it was like, all right, you have to let your hair down and roll the dice because there's no time for an extra swing. Absolutely. Talk, which steer did you have? What? Who had that one? The I had time? the one that Brenton and Payton were 3 9 on the first round. And so we knew he was good steer, dead straight. And whenever we actually Coleman called it, he said, "I guarantee you we're going to get Brenton Hall's first steer." Whenever we go back there and look, I walked over there and looked. I said, "Sure enough, we got him." And so I didn't know we were going to win first, but I knew we had a good chance with one that stayed straight. And that's what you have to have when it's that fast. You got to have one that runs straight enough to let you make things come together. Remind me, have you been three four at the finals before? You've been three five twice, never been three four. So yeah, that's uh, at a pro rodeo. That's the fastest I've ever been. Did you know it was that fast, like, when you came tight? I didn't. I uh, Maybe it's just I felt like, I mean, that, Coleman did such a good job of turning him as fast as him. He blew the barrier out. I don't know how. He don't know how he got out. <laughs> and so when I heard everybody holler that he was out, 
I knew he was going to turn him fast enough. I just had to make sure I caught him. You heard you're out in 3.4 seconds or less. Like, you guys, you were able to process that? Yeah, yeah. I, for some reason, maybe I should be locked on more, but I hear whenever they holler. And I can hear sometimes when the barrier pulls back, like if it might be close. And I knew it was close, but I heard somebody yell, yeah, so it was game on. That's amazing. Um, talk about Cantina. How's Cantina felt all week? Man, awesome. I mean, it's... It almost made me tear up thinking about how far he's came in a year. I mean, at this point, last year I was getting him ready for the maturity and had no intentions of riding him at the finals and had to end up getting on him in the middle of it to where this year, I don't know, I'd be interested to know how much of my money I've won on him. I would say... I think, I think you know somebody who knows that. Yeah, exactly. I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to get with her about that. But, I mean, it's he stepped up to the plate and he honestly just gets better every week. And so I... I really excited and very thankful to have the horse do you talk to the people at tongue river at all or they yeah, I, are... talk to them. I talk to them fairly often yeah i uh bubba bubba smith and they uh everybody over there hagen lamb i, I kind of keep my keep in touch with them because i've had pretty good luck with them but they uh they've been super easy and super very helpful and uh, they know the right kind of horses and they've good done a good job of letting me have a chance at, at them, you know. And so and that goes a long way. Every horse I've got from them is broke and rides, and then it makes the transition so much better. But they've been great to work with, and hopefully I, there's more to come. If Drago's good, um, if he feels 100% December 5th, 6th, is Drago going to get the call, or is it going to be Cantina? It'll be Cantina. I uh, that's what That's how much I believe in this horse. I mean... Don't get me wrong, Drago will be out there. But that's what I told Coleman when we came here. I told him, I said, man, as good as Drago, I know he would be in there. I have made it to this point on Cantina. I think he deserves the opportunity. And I honestly could not fault him one time to any of these three runs. And so I think he deserved, you know, to get the call here. And hopefully everything's the same, you know, in December as it is right now. But my plan will be to be on Cantina. Wonderful. Do you have maturity horses ready to go for Fort Worth? I had a couple and sold them this spring that weren't going to be quite good enough. And so I've actually kind of got a gap in my horses. I got some three-year-olds that I started, but I'm not showing any of my own. I'll be up there helping and stuff, but not showing any of my own. Very good. Well, I guess I wonder if I can get him wrangled or not. We're going to take a break to talk to you about Gold Buckle Horse Sale, the presenting sponsor of today's episode of The Score. Years of experience have taught the Gold Buckle Horse Sale team that buying the right horse can really be tricky. From looks, demeanor, soundness, temperament, athleticism, to overall mind, there are a lot of factors that go into finding the right horse for you. Gold Buckle has come up with a process to take the guesswork out of finding the right horse. Each Gold Buckle certified horse is photographed and videoed professionally, as well as previewed and tested by a Gold Buckle Pro. Now here is the process. Consigners submit an application to be in the Gold Buckle online sale. This application will be reviewed by their pro panel, and you'll be contacted by a Gold Buckle Pro. Once that horse is approved, consigners will complete the intake form and pay the listing fee. At that time, your Gold Buckle Pro will be setting up your demo and photographing and videoing the horse. Consigners will be given a day, time, and location for their horse to be previewed by that Gold Buckle Pro in the area. The horse will be professionally photographed, and the preview will be videoed. The pro will talk through their checklist of items, such as talking about the horse's overall appearance, any blemishes they might have. They'll pick up all four feet, they'll saddle the horse, they'll put the bridle on, and they'll show the horse's overall demeanor. 
The Gold Buckle Pro will also ride each horse to give you and potential buyers their first impressions and overall opinions. So you will have an unbiased third-party evaluation and impression. Once all forms, photos, and videos are received, Gold Buckle will then confirm your sale dates and get them listed on the site. Gold Buckle provides seven days of constant advertising and marketing for each horse, which is done prior to and throughout the sale. Once the sale is complete, you will be presented with the highest live money bid on your horse. From there, you and the buyer will arrange transportation for the horse. Each horse comes with 30 days of mortality insurance to protect buyers in case something happens. You can learn more about the Gold Buckle horse sale process and find out about upcoming sales at goldbucklehorsesale.com. So... When I wrote the story on the highest earning rope horses ever, I started it out with, with the words, this is a far from perfect list and I am sure I'm going to hear about it when I did the highest earning rope horses ever. And in my defense, it was great. I it did a call a lot of people it was a great list. and ask them what hey, horses you know needed to be on it. Like, let's just talk about what's great. Yeah. Okay. So I bought Heisman. He was a six-year-old. I did not want to, like, he was a six-year-old head horse that belonged to Shane Boston, my dear friend, right? And it was his son's horse, and he was roping a bunch and kind of got him a little juiced. And then his son kind of quit roping, and they, some things were happening. They were changing stuff, and, and he said, hey, you need to buy this horse, Coleman. And it was 2015, and I'm fixing to leave for the summer. His horse is six years old. I've always liked him, but I was like, well, I can't just give that much money for one, you know? But Shane's like, Coleman, I'm telling you, he'll change your life. And I bought him, and I sent him to a buddy of mine. He rides him all summer, right? Now, you fast forward to now, where when I bought Heisman, Shane Boston owns him. Billy Jack Sabins is, is riding him, trying to fix him a little bit and get him ready to sell. Now you look at one of the best studs in the world, Notorious B.I.G., Shane Boston owns, Billy Jack Sabins shows. So it's just, you know, for people to think that their program might be a fluke, you know what I mean? Like, look at the roots, roots of what's happened. And Heisman's done such a great job. Like, tonight, like, that was all on him because I was, my wires were shortened out a little bit. I didn't <laughs> score great. I know that. You know, I have people ask me all the time because he shakes his head and he's not, you're docile, just walk in the box, practice horse type horse. And uh, he's kind of like trying to drive a Ferrari on a short track. And it's just, he has such personality and he knows how good he is and he knows he's a winner. And I think it irritates him whenever I don't keep up with him. And tonight he did such a great job getting out of the barrier. I don't, I don't know how I got out. When they screamed, yeah, it was kind of like when I got the fake yeah at the American the first time in 2015, you know what I mean? And then like when they screamed, yeah, and I had to take an extra swing. Like that was not, in my mind, I've never been three, four a day in my life, so I don't know what it's supposed to feel like, but like it felt so slow because I had to take an extra swing, my timing got off, the steer didn't leave quite as good, which I know he wasn't going to. I told my partner after uh, we drew our steer for the semifinal deal, I said, we're gonna make it back and we're gonna draw Brenton Hall's first one. And I didn't know if I could score as good as Brenton Hall did the first time, but I knew Heisman would take care of me. And I think that's what set, uh, that separates all those horses on that list, is they're all winners. You know, Walt, you couldn't put him in a situation that he wasn't the greatest. And uh, Walt would have been 3-4 here. Yeah. 100%. And he also would have won head horse of the BFI in Oklahoma when it was four foot over. So that is one thing I think that, like, Heisman is so good every place I ride him when it's short set up. You put him in the situations where Heisman wins and, and he's the greatest horse there is. And so, you know, you look at a horse like Horse of the Year, I would never nominate him for Horse of the Year because I don't ride him enough all year. Right? But when I ride him at the national finals, he's the best horse there. He's the best horse here. Like, he's... He is trying to win as hard as I am. And honestly, I know Logan appreciates it. I know my family appreciates it. <laughs> and I know I appreciate it. And I have to deal with all his idiosyncrasies. He'll kick the trailer. He'll waller you to death. He's not that much fun to be around all the time. He's a very proud horse and he has a big personality. I sold him one time, traded for him back. Like it's just, 
he's had such a journey in my life, but I think to remember his roots of where he started, you can see the recipe of success in 2015 for what's happening now with a stud like Notorious B.I.G. and all the places that he's went. I remember it's in 2017, in the summer of 2017, you wrote him at a video shoot that we did at Bambi's. Yeah. And we did an article afterwards about like, Keeping him calm. Keeping him calm in the box because he was so squirrely that day. Yeah, and that's a, I mean that's something we have to work on all the time. You know, I'm I'm very fortunate that I am not a horse trainer and, and anytime that horse has ever given me fits, you know, I send him back to the guys like Clay Logan. I get advice from Billy Jack Savings. I go to guys one thing I do uh, Is that yours? Uh I don't believe so. I'll take another one, I swear <laughs> to God. I swear to God I'm getting Dairy Queen ice cream tonight <laughs> with my governor's cup. If you don't think that's happening, you're crazy. Uh but anyways, one thing, I am not a horse trainer, and I, I admit that openly because I'm trying to be the best header in the world, and that, you know, every day that I work out, i got to work at trying to do that because I'm old, and these guys are so young, and thank God Luke Brown made the final, so I'm going to be the oldest header there, but yeah. side note. <laughs> but no, one thing, I mean, I, you know, Clay Logan, every time that I would give that horse a break and he needed to get away from me for a little bit, Clay Logan would take him in, and he would kind of get dialing back. And something that we have to work on all the time is, is his energy in the box and matching my energy. And I think something that makes us very successful, like at the national finals, is Tiffany, the lady that helps me out, Tiffany Wagner. I'm so gracious. She gets to come out here and help me all summer. And, and her and Heisman, they get along really well. And it's gotten to the point now at the national finals, I don't even warm him up. Like, she does everything. She And for the last two days, she's been the one that preps him, gets him ready. He gets his, his all of his treatments, his beamer and all of his stuff. He gets spoiled to death. But... She's the one that, that keeps his energy level where it needs to be. So that when I get in the box, like the little the little tussles you see us, him shake his head, like right there I had to reset because when he hit the corner, I could feel his shoulders move and he wasn't quite ready to go. And honestly, I wasn't quite ready to go. And, and it's funny how we play off each other, but a lot of it is the fact that I have people who know what they're doing that keep him prepped and ready to go all year. You know, I, I think he would be hands down one of the best horses out here voted every year, but I just don't ride him enough to expose him to the point. I mean, one of my highlights, I guess, was the year that T-Wade was on the bubble. And uh, he his horse got hurt. He didn't have one. And I called him up. He's rubbing my good friend, Billy Jack Savings. And I said, man, I, I've got three of them standing here. Come get what you need. And he took him, and they made the national finals, or he did uh, riding Heisman. So, I mean, he's got a lot of clout as far as how good he really is. I'm very blessed to have him. And I do think he's the winningest head horse out there. Very good. Thank you, sir. Thank you all for hanging with us on this week's episode of The Score. We will be back again next week, so stick around. And if you missed any of the action uh, at the Sioux Falls Governor's Cup and you do love listening to The Score, Taylor's got a complete rundown of everything that happened over on The Short Score, so just kind of back up one episode in case you missed that. And uh, she'll be back next week, so will I. We'll talk to you all soon.